I don't know what I would do without these. I really don't know what I'd do. And when I think back to my life 10 years ago before I was using essential oils like this, I was miserable. And I don't know what life would be like now if I hadn't found the oils. They truly saved me. Hey, Sarah Marie Thompson here from Wild and Creative. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here because we are going to be diving into fun ways to increase your personal power and everyday magic on every single episode. All right, I am here with Erin Fugate, and Erin is an essential oil educator, lifestyle coach, and she loves helping people understand all about essential oils, how they can bring them into their own lives, and also how they can make an income um, diving into essential oils. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Okay, right off the bat, I've got a question for you. I know that um, the company that you use is doTERRA, and I know that a lot of people out there are diving into doTERRA and really kind of getting on the whole bandwagon. Do you think that nowadays, with essential oils being an MLM company, do you think that they are thriving because essential oils is more of a heart space, more of a soul-aligned product? Absolutely. I think specifically when doTERRA came on the market almost 10 years ago, they had a dedication to their idea was people, plants, and then profit. So because of that energy, they're most dedicated to helping people live better lives. I think that vibration has definitely attracted a lot of amazing individuals who are influencers and they have gotten the word out about essential oils in a big way. Yeah, because I mean, realistically, um, and I, I'm not bashing MLM companies at all. I used to be in a couple of them. I love the model of them, but I, for me personally, in the end, it just wasn't kind of like my style of business, but I do know that there's so many out there that don't thrive and I see doTERRA and other essential oil companies doing really, really well. And I thought to myself, like, why is that? Like, why is this something that people are really feeling comfortable adding into the business that they're already doing or, you know, really representing with pride. And I really do feel that it's because it's, it's so much more of um, an energetically aligned product that it's doing really, really well. So I just wanted to kind of get your take on that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because <clears throat> I have been invited to so many MLMs. Like my grandma was into them, every member of my family. And I always said, no, 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 no. But I've been an entrepreneur for, as soon as I could talk probably. And when a essential oils came across my desk, I was like, Oh, those are great that I could do. And so it kind of made me look over the MLM aspect because it was all about the essential oils and I knew people would love them. I think it's one of those things too, for more sensitive people or more conscious people or, or what have you, right? I mean, there can be Bill down the road and he sells, you know, junk from China and, you know, he makes a million dollars, right? But for the more we consciously aware or more sensitive people, we have to sell something we believe in or else we're not going to sell it properly. It's just as simple as that, right? So, I mean, you know, other people might have been in another company, you know, a couple of years ago and now they're doing something where they're feeling as though it is, you know, making the world a better place. They're loving, they're feeling inspired by it. And now it's working. It's really important. I can't remember who said it, but it was something like, you know, 
whatever you love, go sell what you love and then you'll never work a day in your life. Totally. So that's a really important, <laughs> you have to be into it. Well, my mom brought essential oils into our house when I was 11 years old and she showed up with this little box and said, this is going to be what we use now for everything. Like if I had a tummy ache, essential oils, if I got a zit, essential oils. So they were second nature to me, but honestly, I thought that they were for crazy hippie medicine. And I kind of wanted to be more mainstream. You know, I was homeschooled. She did all that stuff with me. And as I got older, I just wanted to be like everybody else. But then I started to realize I was not like everybody else because I had this uh, herbal wisdom that was coursing through my veins. And my friends would always come to me for like, what do you do for this? What do you do for that? I was the one that was reading row cards or meditating. And so when I got to be in my 30s, and I kind of flunked out of the production industry is what happened to me, actually. I thought I was going to make movies. And my sensitive soul could not handle the intensity of the stress. And I started to think, gosh, I need a career change. I was born to be an entrepreneur. And then I realized that essential oils were perfect because they would put me in the health and wellness lane which I think was really important for my own health. And I knew about oils, like they were second nature to me. So I just have always, always loved plants and um, herbal lore and anything that puts us back to like our roots, mm -hmm. especially as women. I feel like we are meant to know this gift of the earth. We're meant to know how to take care of our families with some of the basic things that are just blessed to us by the earth. So that's why I love essential oils because it's kind of like you have an apothecary in your purse. Totally. You know, I would, I would love to have, have like all my herbal tinctures and everything, but in this modern world, we've got our purse, we're busy, we have our smartphone and essential oils are that you can connect to nature and natural medicine while you're on the go. Yes. Love it. I totally agree. It's, uh, you know, if our purses could be any bigger, right? <laughs> That's the biggest thing. Um, so tell me, okay, when it comes to essential oils, like what are the basics that people need to know when they're like, yeah, it's something that I really want to incorporate into my life right now? The number one thing people need to know, which was a huge surprise to me, is a lot of the essential oils that you find on the marketplace are not pure. They're basically synthetic perfumes. So we are not regulated. Um, you know, the FDA isn't going and saying, let's make sure that this is pure oil. All they're really concerned with is that it smells like lavender, mm -hmm. but it can be made out of anything. It can be reconstituted in a chemistry lab. It could be adulterated. And people don't know that. I often see essential oils just up on the shelf at some big box stores. And I cringe because they're hopefully not going to be used in a way that could harm the person. Mm -hmm. So that's number one is when you're purchasing your essential oils, you need to go for quality. You need to make sure that you're getting a product that's actually plant material and that it's not adulterated in any way. And that even goes to the level of where the plants grown in an organic way, because if the plants were grown with pesticides, when they distill the essential oil into that bottle, you're getting, you know, this is, plants extracted into a bottle if there's pesticides you're getting pesticides in there right and we're like putting it on and smelling it so that's the biggest thing that i think you have to know is know your source do your research do not just go buy oils off of any old store or off of any old website 
So would you say that, like, you know, I've even had picked some up before, and I look, and it says 100% frankincense, and I'm like, but this thing's only, you know, X amount of dollars, and I'm like, that can't be accurate, right? So, you know, what are we really looking for, like, on the labels? Is it 100% means 100%? Like, what is it usually? You can't trust anything that's on the labels. That's what's so frustrating. Um, someone is actually allowed to have a bottle, and it should, could say 100% pure. It could even say organic and it may not be. So what you need to do is you need to call the company that you're buying it from and you wanna ask them, where do you source your oils? What is your testing procedure? Is the material organic? It doesn't have to be an organic oil because that is misleading. It's more about their growing practices and their harvesting practices. You wanna make sure that they have a relationship with farmers and the growers and that they're going to the source. A lot of essential oils are sold through brokers. And so oftentimes the, the shop that's selling you the oil, they may not have any connection to the farmer. So that's one thing that you can really look for is does the company that you're purchasing the oil from actually know the farmer and the grower? Okay. That makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like, you know, where are you buying your food from? I don't know. Right? Like that's yeah. the whole idea. Um, what are the top five essential oils would you say? Or kind of like would be somebody's quick toolkit if they were just to pick up five? Great question. Lavender, definitely. Lavender is so versatile. I actually call lavender the Swiss army knife of essential oils. I love it. <laughs> it's so good, right? It's gentle. It's safe. All ages of the family can use it. Um, and there's many, many uses, mostly for sleep and stress and skin. Then you're also going to want some kind of citrus oil. So whether that's lemon or grapefruit, whatever you prefer, but citrus oil is very uplifting to the mood. And if you have a high quality, pure essential oil, you can add the citrus to flavor your water. Mm. So I like it in a little sparkling water and it's actually going to be very detoxifying for my body as well as uplifting to my mood. Okay. You mentioned frankincense. That's another must-have essential oil. It's a beautiful oil, very versatile, very safe, and very gentle. So yeah. that's the I always think of frankincense as like the grandfather of oils. Is that right? <laughs> Absolutely. I think um, like a lot of aromatherapists will call frankincense the king of all oils. Okay. Very ancient, very used throughout a lot of history. I mean, you find reference to frankincense in the Bible, into Chinese medicine texts into our Vedic texts, frankincense is just everywhere. Um, and uses can be very spiritual and meditation based, but they can also be very physically based as well. Okay. So then you're also going to want um, something like peppermint. Peppermint essential oil is going to be very um, awakening if you feel kind of tired at the end of the day or at that four o'clock point in the afternoon, just smell a little peppermint, it's going to wake you up. And it's also really good if um, you need to be cooled down, maybe if you have a sunburn or something like that going on. But I think I would go for something floral, like a jasmine or a rose. Personally, my favorite is neroli. Mm. Neroli is actually the blossoms from uh, the bitter orange tree. Oh. And it's beautiful, beautiful oil and uh, it's great for your mood. It's very uplifting. It's also really good for as an aphrodisiac. Um, and so it just relaxes you. It makes you really open to the joy of life. Awesome. So you've suggested for, like, if you can only get five at the moment, just to try them out and test them out, you've suggested peppermint, frankincense, 
citrus, lavender, and something maybe floral like jasmine or neroli. So that would definitely give people kind of like a, a pretty wide range of, of types of scents, right? And I love that you also mentioned, you know, you could put citrus in water and different things like that. Now you can also put peppermint into water, right? Yeah, or hot chocolate. But you have to be careful, again, of where you're buying your essential oils, right? That's a big thing. If you're wanting to put them into water or that kind of thing to just jazz up your water and just start drinking healthy instead of pop or something, um, you have to make sure that you do know where your oils are coming from. That's how the, the label needs to be. It needs to say, it's a supplement, it's okay for internal use. If the oil says not okay for internal use... That's a real sign that it's probably not here. Now, some oils should not be used internally, like wintergreen. You'll never see that that's for internal use. But if oil is basically an herb or something that you would eat anyways, you should be able to use the small amount of it internally. And I say small because if I put 20 drops of spearmint in my glass of water, that's too much. But one drop is lovely and very refreshing and really good for your digestive system. Because I love in the summer having like a jug in my fridge of um, cucumber water, right? But cucumber mm. and peppermint too is like just an amazing alternative, especially if you're wanting to just get healthy too, right? And not, and not have to go to the sugary drinks or something like that, right? Um, so yeah. essential oils, I mean, I love to think of them as, you know, an inner and outer experience right because you can really have obviously digest them and then you can most some of them and then you also can have them as you know an aromatherapy as well so what are the benefits of say say digesting an essential oil well i like to say that there's three ways to use an essential oil so there's the internal use or digesting it and that's mostly going to affect all my digestive organs liver kidneys stomach but it's also going to move through my body in a systematic way, especially if it's a little bit under my tongue or in my water. And that can be great if you have some kind of threat that's moving through your body you want to eradicate. Like when it's that time of year where everybody's getting sick, a little essential oil in your water is really going to help. When you smell essential oils, that's more like aromatherapy. And so that's going to affect your mood. It's going to clean the air if you have any airborne pathogens floating around. It's also going to balance your hormones. And then you can also put oils on topically. Oils are great for your skin. So if you have some wrinkles or a little sun damage or maybe just a bruise or your lower back is aching, you can massage the essential oil into your skin. So three ways, aromatic, internal, topical. Aromatic is mood. Topical is for a physical experience and internal is for overall health. So obviously internal is doing something on a cellular level, right? Topical is probably getting in there doing something on a cellular level. And then aromatic, I would imagine that that would too also be changing on a cellular level as well, right? Definitely. I mean, any way you use the oils, whether it's aromatic, internal, or topical, it's actually getting to every single cell of your body within 20 seconds. It's quite amazing. That is when you, right? It's, it's amazing how it works. But when you smell essential oil, it goes to the part of your brain called your limbic system. This is where you store um, memories. It's where you store trauma. It's where you balance your hormones. It's where sleep is regulated. It's where your sex drive is regulated. And so the aromatic molecules go up through your nose into your brain and they activate that part of your brain, balancing it. So if the brain needs the inflammation to be brought down or if a hormone needs to be balanced, 
or maybe there's just an aroma that reminds you of this person that you really loved. And so that smell uplifts you. You can get even more geeky about it and you can actually use aroma as an anchor. So if you've ever um, practiced NLP or maybe even tapping something like that, and you want to be able to quickly totally transform your mindset, like perhaps I'm working with a limiting belief. I'm not worthy. I'm trying to change it into I'm worthy. I'm deserving. Um, everything works out for me. I can choose an aroma, an oil that I smell when I'm feeling in my flow, when I'm like really high vibing, I smell this particular oil and then maybe say a mantra like, I'm worthy, I'm deserving, everything works out for me. So then a couple of days might go by and I lose my high vibe. I can just pick out that oil, smell it, and it clicks into my brain and my brain goes, oh, we feel good, we're happy. So they can be used with lots of intention that way, combined with affirmations and things like NLP or tapping. Love it. I'm all about setting, you know, intention setting programs and everything into like everything that I do and different objects and what have you. So you can really do that with scent too. And I love the fact that you just touched on that because um, I have been to a number of different workshops over the, over the years, right? And I remember one workshop I went to, the information was so important and so valid. And someone asked me, you know, like how to go, like, was there anything you would have changed about that? You know, if you did it yourself and I said, you know what, over the whole weekend, there wasn't one scent. And I was like, I really felt like that was such a huge piece that was missing and would have completely added to the whole experience. Absolutely. I'm often walking into shops or workshops or um, just different environments where I go, gosh, if they just had this aroma diffusing, it would be so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I, I often want to tell people that, like, get a diffuser and put this oil in it. What are your favorite oils to use in a diffuser then? Or do you change them up all the time? Or what, what would you say like just for an overall great mood or just even kind of like to loosen yourself up for the day? Yeah. So I like to have, I have a diffuser in every room of the house. So in the bedroom, it's going to be things like lavender or the frankincense because those are relaxing and will help me get ready for bed. But then when I go to my office and it's time to work, I want a citrus or a peppermint, something that's going to wake me up and inspire me. And then I have a different blend next to where I do like my journaling and reading personal development books. And I like that to be something really comforting. So I love patchouli and orange and clove, like anything that smells like the holidays can be a great blend for that area. So I kind of do like interior design with the oils, depending on what my space calls for. That's awesome. I love that. You know, and I had one scent that I got from a company all the time and it was something like a little bit like spicy and what you're saying about like reminding me of the holidays and um, they discontinued it. And so I'm always kind of like, how do I recreate something like this? Right. Because of course it's going to be a combination of uh, many different drops, right? Just because it has the ingredients on the back does not mean I'm going to be able to create this. How do you create your own blends? Right. Is it something where you're kind of just like playing around or are you looking online for different ideas? Like what, where do you get your inspiration for that so I think once you have started using the essential oils they really start to take on a personality it's kind of like an artist with their paint brushes or their tools and they can be um, divided into three categories you have base notes medium notes and high notes so a base note is going to be something like vetiver or something like black pepper something that's really earthy and low tone okay a medium note will be, you know, maybe like a clary sage 
or a lavender. The high note will be like ylang-ylang or wild orange. So you always want to try and mix the three, starting with the bass note first, medium note, and the high note. So as you get as you get used to it, you'll start to have creative ideas like, oh, those three oils would work great together. Then you can also go to it from the aspect of what does the oil do. So say you want an oil that's going to help you focus. You can pick three oils that have that ability to focus your mind. And when you blend them together, you make them more powerful. Right. So, so you're kind of thinking of two things. Like focus, I might go, well, I want some rosemary, some peppermint, and some lemon. I blend those three together. It's going to make the attribute more powerful. But then as I blend, if I have rosemary, lemon, and peppermint, rosemary is going to be my base, lemon will be my middle, and peppermint will be my high. Right. It's so interesting, right? Like you can really look at it like an art form. It, it's, it's, it's science, yet it's also just a very intuitive practice or creation for yourself, right? I think that's why so many people just like love the idea of this. And also scent is the one of like the funnest sense, the funnest, one of our senses, right? So when it comes to pain, so people that are feeling like pain in their body or joint pain or what have you, what is one of the essential oils or even a few of them that are like your go-tos? Well, if you only have those five that I talked about in the beginning, lavender, frankincense, and peppermint mixed together would be wonderful to rub in your knees or on your temples, anywhere you're feeling discomfort. Um, but in general, you're going to look for oils that have an anti-inflammatory quality to them and then oils that have an analgesic or pain-relieving quality to them. So anti-inflammatory, a lot of oils actually have this. Frankincense, lavender, Copaiba, um, Siberian fir, peppermint, those are all anti-inflammatories. Then the pain leaving or analgesic would be things like lemongrass, peppermint, wintergreen, uh, fir again. So I would encourage people if they want to get into this, that they get a reference guide, mm. especially one that's going to break down these different elements. Like each oil has these different attributes you'll find out there's a lot of crossover, which is very interesting too. So that brings us back to when you're making a blend, you're looking for three oils that have a similar attribute. Maybe they're all anti-inflammatory or they're all anti-inflammatory and pain relieving. And that would be a wonderful blend for a pain. When I worked away a few years back, I used to go to this massage therapy clinic all the time. It was just like every, probably a couple times a month even. And I would always pick a different scent that was going to be used in my massage. And I always picked a different one. I never picked the same one. And each massage was so unbelievably different. Like the, the scent set the tone for the entire experience. And one of my favorite uh, massages that I got was actually using juniper. Mm. one of my most memorable just like I totally zoned out for some reason I needed that scent in that moment it was just amazing tell me a little bit about juniper I'm definitely interested juniper berry is a beautiful oil and it's got a rich history in being a very sacred plant actually especially to Native Americans the juniper berry bush it is very very magical on a physical level it's going to be super supportive to your kidneys and your urinary tract it's going to be very cleansing and detoxifying. So oftentimes we can mirror if it's cleansing and detoxifying to your body, it's cleansing and detoxifying to your mind. So I would think of juniper berry as an oil that just gives you a spiritual bath is a great way to think of it. And it's probably why it was so wonderful in that massage. 
Yeah, it was. It was definitely a different experience than, say, like, you know, peppermint, right? Which is, is was a fun and exhilarating um, type of massage, but I definitely didn't zone out in any way. Um, I remember the first time I actually, you know, was uh, using an essential oil um, before I went to sleep, and I had peppermint, and I was, like, dousing myself with peppermint, and I, was, and I could not sleep. <laughs> I realized after that that probably wasn't the best um, route to go <laughs> that wasn't going to relax me right what are some really cool kind of stories or whatnot that you could even share with us that have been you know part of your experience with helping people um, with their um, aromatherapy journeys um, well I think my story is really inspiring to me and it's what keeps me going every day because I know there's other people who were suffering in the same way that I was so I told you guys I was in the production industry and I got really stressed out. My adrenal glands were blown away and I was dealing with a lot of anxious feelings. And so I actually used essential oils to help myself kind of come back from going a bit over the edge with the anxiety that was happening in my body. So I always carry a bottle of vetiver in my purse. It's my favorite for calming down that worry in your mind. And I take three drops of copaiba under my tongue every day to help with that anxiousness that can get going in there. So that's one of my favorite stories. I also love helping people um, who maybe have unexplained things going on. Like they're always tired or they're always um, have a hard time being around other people. Maybe they're really sensitive, maybe introverts. And um, what we find out is that they're actually very empathic and very sensitive to other people's energies. So there's essential oils that they can use before they go out in a big crowd. Things like tea tree oil and pedigree, those are very protecting to our aura and can kind of help to bounce off other people's um, energies, which then really helps those sensitive souls. So I love working with empaths. There's oils that are really great if you're a public speaker to help you kind of find your voice and be able to get over the stage fright. So that's really fun to help people with that. And then lastly, a spearmint is actually really good for speakers. Love it. So you just rub it on your throat. Lavender is good too before you go out on stage or before you're going to do a Zoom. And you'll, you'll find yourself just saying things that maybe you didn't know where they came from or you just have more, um, more less fear about speaking your truth. Awesome. And then lastly, I love helping animals with oils. So I have horses and um, I work with a lot of different pet owners and you can actually help your animals a lot with the aromatherapy. So are any of the essential oils like dangerous for animals then or? It's not that they're dangerous for animals. It's how they're used. So the most dangerous thing about oils and animals is if you diffuse in a small room with your animals and they have no way out especially cats. Cats are missing an enzyme in their liver and they cannot process oils the way that anybody else can. Okay. So if you are, yeah, it's really interesting. So that's, it's would build up like too much of it builds up in their liver and then that's when you see a problem. So I'm really passionate about making sure that pet owners know if you're going to diffuse in your house, first of all, the oil must be pure. That's where we see any of the bad stuff is if the oil is not pure, like we talked about earlier, but we also see trouble when they have them in an enclosed area and no ventilation. Okay. But if you, it's in a room and the, you know, there's connections to the room, the doors open, all that kind of stuff, that's fine. Yeah. 
Okay, good. Well, that's really interesting to know. I mean, that's something I sure didn't know. So that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and be careful that you don't put your diffuser over your fish tank. Or right. like have a frog because they're just too small to get all of that um, falling on them. Right, right, right. But it's funny that you have to say that stuff, but you do, right? Like there are people that definitely will do something like that. I'd love to ask you about uh, the essential oil wintergreen. You've mentioned it a couple times. I feel like it's mysterious. I'd like to know a little bit more about it. <laughs> I love wintergreen. I have used it for a really long time because I do have a lot of lower back discomfort um, I've been in a few car accidents and I'm a horse girl. So lots of horse riding accidents. And when I wake up in the morning, my lower back hurts and wintergreen is awesome because it's got this cooling effect, but it also has a warming effect. Um, when you rub it on top of to any area that is kind of causing you discomfort. And then I love to blend it with something like basil, marjoram and frankincense. So wintergreen, basil, marjoram, and frankincense, one of my favorite blends for lower back discomfort or if you had stuff going on on your knees. And specifically, I love the frankincense that comes from Nepal. So I love the stories of how the plants are grown and harvested. In this specific instance, Nepalese um, wintergreen is actually pink. So when you put a few drops of wintergreen in your hand, it's got a pink color. And it's these beautiful Nepalese women that go and harvest it. And they can carry these huge baskets on their back that are like 100 pounds or more. And they get up early enough to go and harvest it so that they get home in time when their kids awake and they can take them to school. And it's the only income source that these women have. And it allows them to send their kids to school, to buy them clothes and to feed them. And they can do it in a way where then they still get to be home for them. So I just love that story. It makes me really happy to use that oil. doTERRA, I mean, so does doTERRA essentially work with, you know, farmers in a lot of, you know, different areas, wherever the, the plant that they're harvesting obviously is the most prominent or the best for, for the oil that they are um, creating. But do they give a lot of jobs and different things like that to different, different people in different countries? Yeah, and it's really inspiring. It's one of um, one of the other things that motivates me to share the essential oils because I know when I'm using a bottle, let's take vetiver, for example. Vetiver comes from Haiti. And when um, doTERRA went to Haiti to try and find a good vetiver source, because that's where the best vetiver is grown, they discovered that the farmers and growers didn't have clean water they didn't have a school, they didn't have a medical center, they weren't very organized, and they were being paid as seasonal workers. So vetiver's only harvested a small portion of the year, they'd only get paid that part of the year, and the rest of the year they try and have to make it work. So what doTERRA does is they go in and they meet with all the farmers and growers and ask them, what do you need? We want to buy vetiver from you, but we want you to grow it in the way that's best for the plant. So a lot of the farmers were growing it too fast or over harvesting. So doTERRA says, you know what, we're gonna give you a 10 year contract. We're gonna buy vetiver from you um, for at least 10 years. We're gonna pay you every month. So you don't have to be this seasonal worker. Mm -hmm. Plus we see that you don't have clean water, so we're gonna put in a water filtration system. And let's go ahead and build a school and a health center. So doTERRA has an organization called um, Healing Hands, and they do something called co-impact sourcing. So their mission, like I said at the beginning, it's people, plants, profit. So they want the growers and the farmers to thrive so that they can grow the best plants. So we have the best oils, and of course then 
the people who join doTERRA from the business side of you make a profit. I love it. It's a great, it's a great mission, right? I mean, it's essentially saying that, you know, money isn't everything, but in doing things really well and properly, everyone benefits. So it's a really, I love that. That's really, really awesome. I would love to actually ask you, I know we kind of dived into this just a little bit, but we talked about how on a cellular level, you know, um, essential oils are so beneficial for you. I talk about this often in my group and different things like that, but I kind of dive into eating healthy and why eating healthy is, is beneficial for you. And that's because, you know, when you're eating fresh fruits or even herbs or anything from the garden or nuts or unaltered food, um, they are vibrating at, you know, a certain frequency, however many Hertz. And I do know that essential oils are so beneficial to the human body, which is also vibrating because essential oils are vibrating at a certain frequency of, I can't remember. Do you know, do you know off the top of your hand, how many Hertz? I think it's like 30 or something. I know that each oil has a different frequency. I know that rose is the highest. Interesting. I love that. I've been so attracted to rose lately. So that's cool. But um, what a cool, what a cool thing. Hey, because I mean, so much of the food that people eat, like anything frozen or out of the pantry or dried or even cooked, lose all of their benefits of, of having vibrational foods in your body. But you can actually really get healthier in a sense through essential oils if you're not able to eat say fresh foods on every meal well you know i really like to distill things down to the simplest terms and in the simplest terms essential oils help you because they go into your cells and they help your cells thrive and if you have thriving cells you have thriving organs and if you have thriving organs you have a thriving life and so the oils are very antioxidant. They have the ability to go to the cells and protect the healthy cells. And they also have the ability to go to unhealthy cells and say, hey, it's time for you to get out of here. So if you didn't use essential oils, like if you didn't know how to use essential oil or you didn't use them for anything else, just put some essential oils on the bottom of your feet, put them in a diffuser or drink some in the, your water and you know that you're protecting your cells and you're helping to have a very thriving cellular environment in your body. So, you know, nowadays, of course, a lot of people aren't taking care of themselves or didn't take care of themselves, you know, throughout their whole life, right? And it's really like showing up in a lot of people's lives. Um, and so there's lots of different ways that people are unhealthy. We know that. But what are some of the essential oils that people can do now, like starting today, that will allow them to really get a leg up on their health, whether it mean, you know, for whatever disease or for whatever sickness that they might get, right? Like what are some like really good ones to start with? Definitely a citrus oil in your water. So every morning I pour myself, actually have it right here, big mason jar of water, and I put a couple of drops of lemon or lime in there. Or if you drink a green smoothie, put a couple of drops of something like orange in your smoothie. So the citrus oils are going to boost your immune system. They're going to help with being an antioxidant and be a gentle detoxification. I also love clove essential oil. I often encourage people to do something I call a 30-day clove challenge, and that's putting a drop of clove on the bottom of your feet every day for 30 days. It's going to give you more energy. It's a really high antioxidant, and it will clear out any unwanted emotional baggage as well. I love that. The third like, ooh, yeah, it's <laughs> you got it. It's so you got to do it. It's great. It's different for every person. One of my friends said it just made her husband go and clean out the garage, so she was 
sold. But it does all kinds of stuff for you. Um, and then I think it's important to have an oil that you can use for stress relief. So either lavender or frankincense. And rub that into your ears throughout the day. Put it on the bottom of your feet or put it in the diffuser before you go to bed. Because if we are managing our stress and we're resting well and then we're gently detoxifying, that's going to make us healthier overall. So I know that some of the essential oils are quite potent, right? And some of them they suggest that you kind of use like a carrier oil or something like that. Is that necessarily necessary with them all or what, what do you have to do? So there's different schools of thought. There is one school of thought that says you should always dilute essential oils because they are potent and powerful, but also because they're volatile liquid. So they evaporate quickly and if you mix them with something like a fractionated coconut oil or a jojoba oil, it's going to slow down the evaporation, which also slows down the absorption if you're using it on your skin. Mm -hmm. If you're using oils in a diffuser, there's no need to dilute. This is mo mostly when we're talking about topical use. Or if you're using them with a baby, a pregnant woman, or an elderly person, or someone with sensitive skin, definitely dilute. Um, and then there is a school of thought that says you don't necessarily have to dilute, especially an oil like lavender or frankincense. So I just encourage people to do a little patch test, trust their instincts, and when in doubt, dilute. Now, if you're having something like, say, oil of oregano or something like that, now is that a bit too strong to put anywhere? Like, you don't want to put that on topically, right? Like, or, or, or you do. What's There's some situations where you do. So we call those hot oils. Things like oregano, clove, cinnamon, even peppermint can be considered hot. And so if you've got that oil on your skin, like be your face or somewhere sensitive, it could have a reaction that's uncomfortable. So that's why I often tell people to put the oil on the bottom of their feet because the bottom of your feet, it doesn't, um, the skin down there is very tough. So you're not going to have an uncomfortable reaction. Plus you have the reflexology points so you can access them all through your body. If you're going to use oregano um, anywhere else on your body, you want to dilute. And there are reasons. Oregano is really good if you have a zit. You can spot treat a zit with a little oregano. Cinnamon um, or cassia or even clove, I'm not going to use that topically undiluted anywhere in my body except the bottom of my feet. So this kind of goes back to the idea of a reference guide. Usually when you get a reference guide, it'll have a chart in the back that says, this is a hot oil or use caution. It might make your skin sensitive. I love it. You're like just a wealth of information and it's so good. <laughs> I am. Um, so I'm interested to know, okay, you have all this information about aromatherapy and obviously you help people. You are an aromatherapy educator, essential oil educator. However, what is the work that you really do with your clients? So usually when you um, sit down with me, we go over your health goals. So you might tell me that you want to work on sleep or maybe it's more emotions. And then I really like to start with the top 10 essential oils, um, which includes a lot of the oils I talked about in the beginning and help people have a good understanding of those top 10 and get you in the habit of using oils when life's little emergencies come up and as a daily uh, wellness protocol. Then I help people create a 90-day plan to change their health picture or their emotional picture with the essential oils. And then I'm just really teaching them how to incorporate them. Oils aren't meant to sit in your cabinet and only go to them when you're sick mm -hmm. or only go to them when you're having a bad mood. 
Essential oils are meant to be used every day. We like to call it small, frequent daily doses. So I wake up in the morning, put oils on the bottom of my feet, turn on my diffusers, oils in my water or my green smoothie. Then I go through my day and I maybe use those emotional support oils as life hits me with different things. And then I'll take a bath or drink a cup of essential oil tea and put oils in my diffuser for bed. So there's all these touch points throughout the day. And that's my main goal is to really teach people how to use them every day in all sorts of different ways so that they see the benefit of detoxing their home really. You can clean your house with essential oils. So you can get to this point where there's no chemicals, there's no toxins in your home, it's just plants. Mm -hmm. And that really starts to make you feel so much better. So less headaches, less anxiety, less stress, you don't get sick as often. So that's really what I'm doing with my clients. I love it. It's so, it's so powerful and positive. I want to ask you though, what is a day like for you if you can't get to any of your essential oils? <laughs> and you can't oh my gosh, food? that would be horrible. <laughs> I love it. It's such a good story. And I hope that, you know, this uh, chat has inspired a lot of other people to just kind of like jump on board and start looking into, you know, alternative stuff for themselves, right? Like this is a fun way for you to add health and wellness into your life, right? It doesn't take a lot of work and it's also fun and intuitive and creative and experimental, right? Until next time, feel free to check out wildandcreative.com where you can find me as well as a ton of other fun, magical, creative activities for you to take part in. Thank you for listening.